This is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Brett. I'm Tim. And in this episode, we will be recapping Married at First Sight season. Season 13. Season 13 in Houston. I had to think about that for a second. Um, It was the premiere this week. So if you... Are, if you jumped into our pod watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and you've decided to straddle to another network with us, we are so happy to have you. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you were with us last season of Married at First Sight, welcome back. We have high hopes for this season, wouldn't uh, you say? We are back where we started, where it all began, <laughs> I as have they to, say. <laughs> I have to say that I have had some residual weariness from season 12. Like I feel like collectively by the end of season 12 with all of the bullshit that went down, we were so just like burnt out on the show. And honestly, I've spent the week since like feeling a little bit like, do we want to do this? Like, I don't know. Like some of my hope was feeling lost for this show, especially because in the interim, we finished Married at First Sight Australia, which is a total joke and his actors and is a completely different ballgame. And I have to say that in, of course, it's we are one episode in people, but I feel like they really like took took some notes. And I love the age group that everyone's in. I just... There's no one I can point. I mean, I have some red flags for sure, but I just feel in general much more hopeful for this group. What do you think? I agree. I Two things I love off the bat for this season is, so there's five couples. Out of the five couples, 10 people, nine of them are in their 30s. Yeah. Most of them are in their mid-30s. It is Every guy except... Zach is yeah. 35, yeah. which is fascinating. It is a very diverse group of people. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to kind of go back to, you know, the word toil came up a lot in season 12. <laughs> and, you know, the drama, if you, I don't know if you, you listeners out there have been following, but the drama like has not stopped with yeah. the couples from season 12. Stopped. If you're um, not following... I mean, you should be following us on Instagram. We do sometimes, like, post to stories, juicy stuff we find. But, like, Mathis fan on Instagram, shout out. We don't know them personally, but they're always scooping the juiciest scoops. And, like, it has just been nonstop since the season ended between, like, are they divorced or not? Was it all a sham with Chris and Paige? Like, freaking Jacob and... Chris have been fighting on Instagram live. Like it's fucking insane. So no, it's been a lot. And I think I was a little, uh, apprehensive, like, Ooh, here we go. We've got a three hour premiere. We had heard before that there was only going to be one wedding. And then as soon as I heard the, it's all or nothing, I was just back. (laughs) I was back in my happy place watching Mathis again. (laughs) And swept up into the emotion. I know you got swept up into I some know. emotion. I wanted to kick myself that I was on the verge of tears. I'm like, no, stop it. But oh I was. Oh my gosh. They get you every time. <laughs> so today what we're going to do, because really it does seem like they're trying to do some more condensing. Now, that can't be said 
I can't say that. I know there was two weeks of like supposedly preparatory episodes. I know that included the matchmaking part, which we really should go back and watch. But overall, Mathis tends to like really try and wring everything they can out of everything to the point that sometimes you're like, stop dragging this on. Um, but this episode as their official premiere to me kind of told me that they're trying to at least like streamline some things because I feel like we got to meet every couple. We got to watch all of them share with their families what they're about to do and that they were chosen. Um, and then we did get one whole wedding or most of a wedding, the beginning of a wedding, half of a wedding. Yeah. I was a little bit bummed at first when we had heard that it was only going to be one wedding. But the way that they introduced everyone, I liked it. I oh. thought it was cool. Like, they introduce everyone, then they all do the tux shopping and the wedding dress shopping and the, and the bachelor party. And the bachelorette parties, which I totally forgot about. And so, yeah, next week is going to be heavy on the nuptials. Yeah, we're going to have a couple wedding heavy weeks. But yeah, let's just right now, let's, this will probably be a shorter episode than in the future when we start getting into the meat and potatoes of all of these couples. But let's just give our like first impressions of each couple and then get a little more in depth with the couple that gets married this week. Yeah. So let's start off. We have Mirla Mm -hmm. and Gil. Mirla is 34. Gil is 35. Mm -hmm. Um, He is Colombian. Cute firefighter. Very handsome. um, Enjoys roller skating i was like what does this guy not do he does everything he salsa dances he loves music he rides a motorcycle he's saving lives he's an immigrant he's like the most multifaceted human you know how they have those commercials about like visit utah and they show like (laughs) all of the like things to offer this was like the best gill vacation commercial promotion it was ever a Gil commercial, i was like and it was really successful i know i was like sheesh like talk about feelings of inadequacy <laughs> talks about how like good this guy is yeah. in terms of all of his skills and he seems cool like i i think he seems like a fun guy he seems down to earth um he had a good time at the bachelor party but didn't like gross me out because his mo- like the most engagement it felt like he'd participated in was when he himself got on the pole and did some dancing. Yeah, it was straddling the line, I would <laughs> but say. That was uh, funny. But but no, I mean like overall. Oh, did he get a little? No, I mean his whole thing. He got like the closest probably to. He did. I don't know. I don't know actually. I don't. I'm just saying he was on. Did the pole. Did he get like a dance though? A I think personal? a lot of them got dances. But it was such a weird environment. It was awkward. I felt awkward. But we can talk about that more later. Um, Gil, off the bat, like him. Now we have Mirla, 34. um, Very into her fitness. Very into her looks. She made a point to say that she likes to keep herself looking young, get her Botox, etc. Lashes done every two weeks. No, every week. I don't know. That woman must not have any real eyelashes left because... Getting eyelash extensions is very, like, it's really hard on your real eyelashes. Mm. And so a lot of people will just do them for big events. Yes. And they can even fuck you up then. And they last for, like, a week or two. Um, Wow. But for the fact that she's going every week, I'm like, you must not have any eyelashes left. 
But okay, off the bat, it needs to be said. I loved my first impression of Mirla when she was describing herself. And I thought, oh, these people seem well-matched. But then as we continued forward, I quickly took that back because, I mean, it go like first things first, he says he wants a full tongue kiss at the altar. And she's the only girl in the group who was like, I will absolutely not be kissing anyone at the altar. And she was kind of um, a, a butthead square at this bachelorette party. This was the thing I was actually most was surprised, snobby most like surprised with with the episode. Yeah. yeah, she was not feeling it. Everyone was turning up, having a good time, and she was like a little wallflower. And but it was like, like she was too good for the place. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's she kept making comments. She was like, "I'm not normally in places like this." It's like, okay, yeah, this is weird, but like. All the other women in this group are aren't, making the most of it. Yeah. And are deciding that they're going to throw themselves into the experience and have a good time and making it very easy for you to participate. And she just like stayed in the corner, kept having a stinky face because this was like not bougie enough for her. And it was like, I, I felt like she thought it was kind of trashy or something. And I'm just like, get over yourself. You're supposed to have fun. It's supposed to be kitschy and dumb. Like, yeah, it, what, what I, I just, yeah. So that really rubbed me the wrong way and made me feel concerned for the future of Gil and Mirla. However, it is so soon that we really have no, that's all we can say. Yeah. And, you know, they both talked about, they both have hard backgrounds. They Mm -hmm. both came from impoverished Mm -hmm. backgrounds, um, Pastor Kyle mentioned. So hopefully these ways of bonding with each other will be stronger than... Yeah, like the deeper stuff. The deeper stuff, I think, is there. Well, I have no idea. I just always have such a red flag when someone seems like they can't have a good time. Oh, and it has to be said that her list was not a bald person. very anti-bald. But she is going to eat her words when she's at the end of the aisle. And if she doesn't, yeah, I mean, Gil technically is bald (laughs) in the way that Michael Jordan is bald, where it's like, that's a good-looking human being. Yeah. Like... You're a man of stature. Your baldness yes. is sort of irrelevant. Yes. Slash might even make you more handsome, which is it probably somehow does. possible. Yeah. Okay. So that's Gil and Mirla. Next, we have Michaela and Zach. Loki, I think runners to be my favorite couple. Really? So far. Yeah. Okay. I well, like their energy. They're the I, youngest. Yeah. She's 30. He's 27. I have concerns about the differences of where they're at in their life. Um, so they've, so this is what made me feel better. They've both never been in love. When he first said, I've never been in love. I was like, Oh Lordy, here we go. You're the youngest guy in the group. You're three years younger than her. And you've never been in love. That's just never a good sign. Clearly didn't work out very well, for example, with Ryan and Clara, who are, if you didn't know yet, getting a divorce. Um, It's just always a problem for me when people come on with that, because I'm like, you're putting yourself in the most heightened situation then to be trying to figure out if this is love or not. You know, The only way that that gets fixed is if you have another, your match, who has also never been in love, though. Yeah. So that made me feel better. I just, I have some red flags from Zach beyond that, though. His longest relationship in his entire life was nine months. Uh, Lots of quotes like, I have one image in my head. Quote, 
no one's ever met my standards. Like a Mm. lot of shit like that, which I have to say, I would say that was a theme I found with a lot of these people. A lot of perfectionist shit. I've been looking for the perfect person. I'm so picky. I have my list. No one meets the list. Of course, that's part of what brings them to this show. And Pastor Cal will quickly try and knock them, knock that principle down. But it's just still red flaggy to me, especially coming for some reason, sometimes from a male. Because I just feel like males can be a little more surface level with that kind of thing. But I love Michaela. I love her. She is beautiful. She is successful. She is fun. She had I a lo- blast at the Bachelorette. So party. much fun. And she wasn't messy. She was just fucking fun. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh, that's who I would be dancing with on the dance floor 100%. And she was so like warm with the other women. Like, I She's just got a great personality. I loved her vibe. I loved watching her with her sisters. Like, I just thought, like, okay, you are a really rad person. She's a real estate agent. Um, yeah, I'm just worried that she's too mature for him. That she's like too yeah, but essentially, I mean, one thing I think that the this couple has is it seems like they have a very strong and supportive families. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's we true. Saw... I loved Zach's family. Zach's family they was great. You know, I think he's the young. I don't know. I think he's the youngest boy of three. Bo- three. Wait, the dad reacting. Oh, yeah. The dad reacting. Hysterical. He, they're sitting across from each other and he goes, Zach goes. So one thing that I've realized is that I'm ready to be a husband. And the dad's like, <laughs> and just starts <laughs> laughing and is like, Boy, what are you talking about? <laughs> Pulls down his glasses, rubbing his eyes. He's so distraught. Mom's crying. Like, that was the most, in my opinion, like, we have a lot of reasonable parents on this season, for sure, with these yeah. responses where you're just like, oh, your heart almost breaks for them more than anybody else in this stage of the process. Yeah. And, you know, Michaela's family is great, too. Yeah. And, and it just so I think that there are definitely some red flags, but I really feel confident in their support system to kind of like guide them through this process in a way. I hope you're I don't right. Know, I'm another being optimistic thing, about it. Another thing I have to say, though, he's never even been to a wedding. And all of his friends are single. So I was just sitting there like, mm. why, why then? Like, why do you want to do this right now? You, the longest relationship you've been in is nine months. All of your friends are single. You're still in your 20s. You've never even been to a wedding before. And you're about to marry someone you've never met and hope that it's going to be the person for the rest of your life. It's just, and he's like this very good looking guy. He's an he does idealist. seem fun he loving. He's trying to perform and be on TV. Whatever. I'm just saying. I have concerns. Wow. I have concerns. (laughs) That's all I have to say on them, though. Uh, Then we have Brett and Ryan. Yes. So he is the he's a romantic, loves the notebook, but also is like a serial dater. Yeah. Like, like a little, like, geez, the way he talks about it, it's like, oh my God. Yes. He's like, I've literally dated like everyone you could date in this entire city. And, and his, even other cities. His family seems a little on the fence about this whole thing. Yeah. So far. Like, sure. sister, you can tell, is definitely going to be involved. I, She's this, giving him side eye right now. Sister is going to be one of those ones who comes on and 
is like, I would like to be the center Yeah, she of the seems stage. like the force <laughs> in the situation. And they lived together for three years. Yeah. So I think she has a sense of like, she's his, like a maternal figure, yes. you know? Um, and Brett, so yeah, so Ryan's 35, Brett is 33. Mm-hmm. Um, she is very devoted very loyal, looking for a long-term partner. I really like her. And has not, nevertheless, sex, has not kissed anyone. Nevertheless. In two years. Yeah, hasn't kissed anyone in two years. Zero. Physical contact. contact. So she is like. She's raring to go. She's She's ready to to do it on the first night. She's ready to have her face eaten off at the altar. (laughs) Oh my God. She basically said as much. She's like, I'm ready. But I really like her. Um, no, yeah, she's fine. She seems cool. She seems like into her work. It seems like she has a lot of friends. I mean, some of her friends seemed a little questionable, but she seems like the like she seems fun and um, she's cute. I don't know. I like her so far. I, I oh the thing with Brett, not Brett Ryan. Ryan's big thing was his best friend died eighteen months ago. Oh, which yeah. I was like, holy shit. And that sort of like, I think that that's kind of stopped his like party boyness in his tracks. Mm. And so he's probably for the last like year and a half been like mourning his friend and kind of wondering what's next for me. Yeah. Because there's no one like I don't want to party anymore without my best friend. Two things this couple has going for them that mm-hmm. I noticed in their little montages. Okay. Uh, they both mentioned the notebook. Oh, you're right. And... They both, you know, I'm a sucker for these details. They both are seen preparing salmon fillets in the kitchen. <laughs> are you for serious? Their cooking. You yes. caught that? Yes, yes. Good it, job. Ryan makes salmon for his family when they come when he comes over to tell. Okay. And then in Brett's montage, she's preparing salmon as well. So I don't know. It's a good. And we saw a lot of salmon last year with the Haley Jacob thing. Maybe it's a bad sign. I don't know. But (laughs) they both know how to make salmon and they both like the notebook. Date one figured out. Okay, good point. Red lobster and red box. (laughs) Red box. They'll rent the notebook and go to Red Lobster and eat. No, that's going to get cut. Yeah, cut it. Uh Okay, so now we have Rachel and Jose. Rachel, this couple scares me the most. I'm so scared for them because, so Rachel is 33. She has a very complicated recent history. Like, it sounds like she, right when the pandemic started, moved in with someone and had a very intense and controlling relationship over the course of six months. And they were, like, basically playing house from the start. And it seems like it was very intense the breakup was gnarly and then she's sort of been like clawing her way back to herself ever since gotten really into fitness lost a bunch of weight and like feels ready to be out in the world and like is feeling herself because she's taking care of herself I love everything about that but it makes me nervous because she definitely seems like a more um subdued person like someone who could be easily sort of pushed around well one of the things that she said in her past relationships uh, that has been an issue is um her insecurities Mm -hmm. of herself and she's also been she's very accommodating over accommodating for whatever they like whatever they want and kind of trying to adapt to them so then cue jose 
35, who is like super type A, very into himself. I mean, he's like, he has a lot to be proud of. He like works for oh, NASA. He's extremely he accomplished. paid off student loans. He's bought and sold two houses. He, like he, I want to, he's, he's a total perfectionist. He wants a wife who is perfect. Like he literally said that. Uh, he said, quote, a lot of women these days don't want to pull their weight, like fi- don't want to pull 50 50. I was like, these days, like, what are you talking about? And yeah. he's just he strikes me as the guy already. I'm like, oh, you love the sound of your own voice. You think that you are freaking the bee's knees like you're better than everyone. And the only reason that you haven't found love yet is like no girl has been perfect enough for you. So that paired with someone who's already prone to feeling like insecure and pushed around in a relationship. I'm just nervous about them. I'm nervous, too. And well, a couple things. First of all, when Rachel tells her friends like she her friend was not very nice yeah her friend she was said, kind of a butthead the first thing a friend says is what if he thinks you smell bad and i'm like excuse I know. me I know. and then she he's like she also says what do you he what if he's like just absolutely repulsed by you and yeah. i'm like chill like, out like this is not Who says that to their friend yes also with jose i know i'm like rachel can someone to explain friends. to me why the B-roll of him being introduced is him holding a Bible and walking around the parking lot of a church, church. just sitting on like random rocks with a pensive look, thumbing through the Old Testament as he's doing laps in the church parking lot, just walking. It was so weird. And there was a point where he made like it was a quick shot of him like walking up to the church and he's got his big like gleaming cross necklace and he like places his hands on the cross necklace quickly to like Ugh. emphasize it. I was like, dude. So we've got like a self-righteous, self-obsessed person on our hands already. I can tell and I am concerned. Yes. Oh, one note, one more note on Jose. Okay. It gets revealed at the guy hangout or the bachelor party, that Jose's form of preparing for this wedding to come is he has written down 257 questions that he will ask <laughs> Rachel. How did I miss that? Because, okay, so Johnny, Johnny, who's also like Mr. Spreadsheet, like, you're, yeah. you know, he's very organized as well. They were talking about like asking questions and Jose is like, yeah, you know, I just I, I've been uh, staying up all night and I've you know, I think I've got every question down and I have 257 questions written down. Oh, good God. And so and wowzers. something strikes me that it's like something tells me it's not out of I'm sorry, you know, I think this is first impressions, but that he would be the kind of guy that doesn't write 257 questions because he's so excited to get to know this woman and what makes her her. He has 257 questions to interrogate her and make sure that he's up to her standards. Yeah. Rachel, so, this is about to be the longest interview. I'm just worried. It's like, is Rachel going to be sort of like a page? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's really that's far, a, that's obviously. But I just, in the same set, like energy of like, just continually making yourself. We don't know. We don't know. It's We're gonna too find early out. Early to tell. 
Okay, so let's go to my favorite couple already. <laughs> Bao and Johnny. So adorable. I am obsessed with them. And I have to admit that both of them, when we first got their intros, so this is good insight for all the other couples that we just judged. Um, I was a little concerned with just like Johnny. Okay, so they're both 35. Which, both wow, had, they really don't look 35. They look great. Both of them have had... Uh, tough childhoods as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And they're both Vietnamese. Johnny, he likes to be in control. He's crazy neat. He, he's very, he, the my one little red flag for him that I think will be an issue, but I think they can get through it is his obsession with being with an extremely clingy woman. That's, I've never heard someone say, I want a stage five clinger. I want a stage five clinger. Never in my life. In my life. On TV, <laughs> on real life. Never. Never heard that said. But I get why, like, it's, you know, why. And so I, that's just going to probably be a thing. But, you know, at first when he's like, I love, like, freaking spreadsheets and all of that. And same with Bao. Like, Bao, they're both talking about how picky they are, how much they love Excel documents, and what really intense uh, backgrounds they have and how unique they are, their stories of their families. And so anyways, with both of them individually, I was like a little nervous because those are qualities that if you're not matched up with someone that values the same shit, it's a fucking nightmare. But they both, they're like a perfect match for each other. Yeah. And poor Johnny's dad is. Oh, that was is, sad. That was sad. So Johnny's dad will not be included on the and show. He's super against the whole um, thing. He's very anti all of this. Johnny called him, and then we got. They don't really the, have much of a relationship. It seems. Yeah, and we didn't even hear the conversation because dad declined to be a part of the show. Yeah. So, so it was like muted his side. That was weird. Yeah, it just stopped. Um, so, their wedding. Their okay. Wedding. So this is what's. Funny. So Bao made a point to um, this. I know was in the matchmaking portion. She made a point to give the experts because she's so plugged into the local Vietnamese community in Houston. And she made a point to give the experts a list of every single man that she has dated that she refuses like that basically like do not set me up with them because she knew that the risk was high with what a small community she's in and what she's looking for. So that's such an interesting setup to she's coming down the aisle. We can't skip gifts. Okay, yeah. We can't. Okay, so get into it. Okay, so gifts are exchanged. Once again, I love the exchange of gifts. It mm -hmm. shows so much about the type, the person's personality. Yeah. Bao gives Johnny a wedding survival kit. Um, cute. Like hangover -y stuff, right? Yeah. There's tiger socks in there. The girls never do quite as well at this. Well, Johnny gives <laughs> well, Bao. Yeah. W w they're blacked out on the screen. Or they're like, they're, they're whatchamacallit? Blurred. blurred, blurred. So we can't, I can't quite tell what type of jersey this is, but it is a jersey of short of sorts. And she goes from being extremely excited to sour AF. Yeah. She is not she doesn't want to marry it. this person no she's like i refuse because to date she opens marry up anyone not one jersey but two he gave her a home and an away jersey <laughs> oh 
Oh, God. But I just got to say, like, Bao, not everyone that likes sports is a bro. Like, I felt a little attacked with her distaste of this gift. I thought it's cute. It's like Mr. Mrs. Whatever. I'm never going to give you a jersey. I know that well enough. That is not a wedding gift to show someone a piece of your personality for the first time. It is not. I would be so irritated. And I mean, I loved, she's just like so distraught. And I was laughing and I said to you, this is what I would have thought before I met you. And honestly, when I first met you and realized how sporty you were, it was a big concern for me if there was going to be compatibility here because I was so anti-sports before that. Yes. But now, of course, like (laughs) 10 years later, I can acknowledge that you can be a very a multi-dimensional human being who loves sports and loves a lot of other things. And it doesn't mean that you're a bro bro. But it's also like safe to assume that if you're getting married to a stranger and the gift they choose to show you who they are before you've met them yet is not one, but two jerseys, you're going to make some assumptions about how obsessive they are about sports. Got to go jewelry here. Yeah. Got to go jewelry. Um, Thoughtful and romantic is the only way. One other note. So, yeah, Bao is throwing a fit about this. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry. Walk off. I'm sorry. But she says she would have preferred books as, as a gift. She's like, I would have liked some books. And I'm like, Bao, you gave him tiger socks. Like, come on, yeah. let's like and chill out. And a sympathy out. joke card. Yeah, and a sympathy joke card saying I just wolfed down a double-double with fries as, like, come on. Like, I was, so anyway, I just, I, I would be remiss if we didn't discuss gifts. Good point, good point, Sorry. good point. Go great back point. to you. So she is going, so that, yeah, great point. That gives us even more context. She is approaching this aisle with serious trepidation and doubt like thinking that she's going to see a total bro schmo on the other end. And almost immediately as she's walking down, she says, I know him, which historically has never been a good sign on this show. It's happened like twice in all of the seasons, maybe three times. And it has never gone well. Well, Well, Miles, it ended up well later. It doesn't go well in the beginning. Yeah, yeah but like very, there was another yeah. couple. I can't remember their name, but it was bad the whole time. So you're worried. Like, what does that mean? But she almost immediately, like, it just seems like she's open. And you quickly realize through what they say, if this isn't some guy she sees all the time and, like, has never thought of that way. They were they knew each other 10 years ago, which I think is a great buffer because it's plenty of time to, like, Glow up, basically. And, yes. like, become, you know, there's... Well, they were the presidents of an associations at their respective universities. Yeah, they were both the presidents of the Vietnamese club uh, at their, like, sister schools, basically. Yeah. And they would, like, do events together, which the second you find out that fact, you're like, oh, my gosh! Like, it's like they both care about the same shit. They both have leadership qualities, obviously, if they're able to like lead organization like that and like throw events. And, and that was when they were in college. Like, it's just, it's an impressive thing. And it's such a cute, cool, like, it sounds like he was a total man whore back in college. And, but it was interesting because she said that she never like, 
so they she they came across each other on dating apps. Right. And she would never flat out swipe. I can't remember Left. which direction. Whatever the bad one is. We've never internet dated. But. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> swipe in the bad direction. She would always just keep him on her list of maybes. Yeah, which then... I got confused because I was like, wait, so has he been swiping left on her? But it made it sound like, no, he has swiped right on her and just assumed she swiped left on him. Yeah. Or it's like, it doesn't bumble. The girl has to match with you before you can match with them. Isn't that a thing? But there's so many different kinds. Anyway. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about with that online dating <laughs> jargon. Zero idea. <laughs> but the whole thing was just adorable and their vows were like thoughtful in their own way her poem was amazing it was but and what he said was beautiful and i loved their letters from their friends and family and like you could just tell that they both were standing there across from each other like wow we this is a thing and yeah. this might really work i guess the last couple that i felt like remember um, i forgot that this happened for amelia and bennett yeah which they are now divorced, if you didn't know that, which is literally heartbreaking because they were one of our favorite couples ever. But that was one where I did feel like it took a second. Like she was very smiley, but was still like, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like these two are pretty much right away. There's like enough familiarity. If I was them, I would feel like, and I was attracted to the person, I would feel like, holy shit, this is so meant to be. Yeah. Like, I would feel more validated well, that this was, like, when he was like, this is destiny. Yeah. I was like, ah. Um, thoughts on, if you were in this experiment, mm -hmm. would you want to know who that person is? Or no? Because, like, this is the cutest, best way. I think it's the most ideal situation. Okay, so yeah. Like, I think that they stand the biggest chance of working out because they do have this foundation of of knowing each other and what each other cares about a long time ago. And then I bet you they've seen each other on social media over the years. And they're attracted to each other. Yeah. And their lives haven't crossed paths in any real way since. So I think it's the perfect way. Like, then you're not, like, scared absolute shitless. Like, there was such a relief to me. You know how whenever they leave the altar and they immediately go to have that private conversation first yeah. over a glass of champagne? And it's always like, because <gasps> it's like the most intimate there have ever been so far. And it can be so awkward. Like, there's so many possibilities. And I just felt like it was like, it was such a relief yeah. to have them be like, oh, my God, hi. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. What's going on? This is crazy. But it flowed right away. And no, they were sure. both like verbalizing like this makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. And it was like, ah! I guess my question was like, if you got the op, if they told you before, hey, the person you're going to see, you've never met before, never seen before, or the person you are going to see, you have seen before. You and would, we still think they're a good match. And we still think they're a good match. And you'd prefer the second option. I don't know. I kind of. Yeah. If I knew that it was a long enough time ago. Yeah. You know, because then that's enough time for like that person to have like possibly gotten hotter. For the glow. Or, <laughs> yeah. Possibly um, like gotten more successful in some way. Um, you mentioned champagne a moment ago. And I noticed shout out to Mavis 
for increasing the budget because we have moved on from the $5 bottle of Andre mm -hmm. champagne. And we are now, I believe, using Corbell. Oh, wow. So thank God. I thought that Took was so unfair that they just pumped out yeah, it's like a, a three ninety nine bottle of, of Andre, and at least we're doing something mid shelf now. I did think it was interesting that they chose to; they just really chose to go and run with it for the sake of giving Bow the first letter in their love acronym. They really decided for all of the decor to go B and J over J and B, which, when you're looking at like an engraved clear glass dangly thingy that you really just see bj which are my first two initials and as someone who had to have as bj bj on my softball uniform in fifth grade when i simultaneously found out what bj was it just it's a loaded thing for me but i i support them <laughs> it's just funny it's something that i immediately caught there's some transference there yeah. but uh. i fucking love bow and johnny i was getting teary it just really feels like they're meant to be yeah and i can't again with how um kind of cynical i came into season 13 again we are literally one episode in but with how cynical i came into it i cannot believe that by the end of it i had a lump in my throat and i had misty eyes like i was like no no but I, also, like, okay, this show can still get me. I can believe it. Okay. I believed it. <laughs> it was not a surprise for you? was not a surprise for me. <laughs> okay, do you have any other, like, random thoughts, like, about, I don't know, the groups together um, or any, yeah. I think the, I mean, the Bachelor and Bachelorette part, it must have been something, like, COVID-related, yeah. but it was just very weird to have. It was, like, in a... To have, like, two dancers in this, like, giant warehouse it and, was like, like, eight guys. It was like they turned, like, a huge square dancing ballroom yeah. into, and it just, the, the spacing the, was like, off. like, pop-up strip club. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very weird. It, I, yeah, I felt awkward. And I felt awkward that, like, at first the men are just literally in a circle around a girl and there's like no one else on the dance floor yeah that's the, the, so the spacing of it you yeah. know like I, it was I could, very bright lighting it was way too <laughs> I was like, I it don't was think... way too light and open for lap dances to be given Ew. like just seeing someone in a chair i mean it looked like they were like like i don't know see someone in a chair with some girl in Daisy Dukes, like, and then a, your semicircle of friends around you was just like, ugh, oh, big time so cringe. Forced, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, let's go to a pool hall or something, or I don't, I don't know. I would say overall, loving this cast so far, off the top. A little concerned about everyone's perfectionist tendencies, but at the same time, they all are much older, and so it's like kind of. It's two-sided, right? It's like, have they not found their person yet because they're such perfectionists about everything? Or, they're, like, there's just something to be said for, like, this is the more of the reality of our age group and our world now, is that people are waiting longer to get married and waiting more till this age before they feel really sure about what they know they want. And so I just think it's cool to see something that feels like it's actually reflecting what I'm seeing happen. 
yeah. in the world. They were know? like, we are not going to give you guys another Virginia and Eric. Here yeah, are, you know, like. Exactly. Yeah. Or that a was couple a of, show. you know, 24 year olds or whatever. It's like, no, this is, I, I think, a different level of seriousness and maturity. And I'm excited to see where we go for, yeah. from here. So stay tuned. We've got a couple more weeks of weddings. Will we or won't we get misty-eyed again? Who's to say? Let's find out. Um, we will. Probably. Um, our pod next week will be coming out later. Um, and we will keep you abreast of that on social media because we will be out of town. But thank you so much for joining us for the premiere of Mappus. We're so excited for this season and know that there will be so much juice to come. And we hope you'll stay tuned. Yes, we can't wait. Talk to you next week. Bye.